The adult beverages are poor, the kids are asleep. Welcome to New Dad Gaming, a show about fatherhood, gaming, and new fathers figuring out their gaming lives. My name is Trevor, and I have a three-year-old and a five-year-old. And I'm Jeff. I have a ten-year-old and a seven-year-old. Minecraft. What is it? What does it do? <laughs> Whose crafts are you mining? More of this at six. I know. So just serendipitously, both of our kids have kind of stumbled back into Minecraft recently. And yeah. I think, Jeff, yours, much like mine, kind of bounced off it the first time, no? Oh, yeah, absolutely. They uh, hard pass, and then they came back to it, and now they're deep into it. So, yeah. yeah. So we're going to dive in. So we're going to talk about the experience because as a – everybody, anyone listening to the show, I'd be very surprised if you hadn't heard of Minecraft before. But have you actually purchased it, set it up, played it, uh, know some of the tips and tricks, like some of the parental controls, things like that? That's what we kind of wanted to go through as a new dad, the experience of kind of dealing with Minecraft, as yeah. amazing as it is. And I think in many ways, like you'll see that I think we both vouch for it very enthusiastically. Uh, so yeah. that's what we wanted to cover. But uh, we did want to get through a couple other things before we dive into the main meat of the show there. One of them being a, I guess from my side, a gaming dad suggestion. Uh, and this would be for any gaming dad who is, let's call it blessed, with more than one kid. That's a good way of putting it. I like that. Yeah, <laughs> Blessed, we'll say. That's but right. if you are a gaming dad with more than one kid, where I came about this is, unfortunately, my wife had a injury with her knee, and we have been taking the kids skiing. So what's come about is I, I cannot take both of them skiing at the same time. In part, right. like... There's too many skis. There's too many no. directions. <laughs> it's got to be one-on-one, right? Just from a safety and sanity. What it's presented, though, is it's actually become a really amazing experience because all too often the entire family's together or you're kind of taking both the kids so that the other partner can have some time or kind of accomplish something. There just doesn't seem to be a lot of opportunity when you have more than one to have solo time, just you yeah. and one of your kid, dad and kid. And it's right. amazing. Like the the ability to just lock in and really focus on one kid alone, as opposed to like two and just everything else that comes about it. So what does he want? What does he think? Like, where do you want to go? What are you playing? Like, it, it's really fantastic to the point where what happened by happenstance, in the sense that they're, I just had to take these kids kind of one at a time to get solo yep. time. I, I'm going to plan on it now. Like I'd like to schedule like play dates almost in some ways, like just one-on-one to kind of experience this. I don't know if you've had kind of a similar realization or same experience. Yeah, absolutely. I think taking out, again, my youngest son, you just, you get to know them a lot better. Like their own Mm -hmm. personality. I find my youngest kind of censors himself around what my oldest wants to do, right? He always kind of tags along. He wants to do what the older brother's doing uh, just naturally. But by himself, it's so, it's just like a, tiny bit different and you hmm. kind of get to know this little person that uh you don't quite know is maybe you thought you did and um i've had instances kind of the same happenstance where one gets in trouble has to go to bed early and i can spend time <laughs> with the other one <laughs> right so yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just even those moments uh totally recommend and, and like you said maybe it's just a scheduled play date uh, mm-hmm. within your own family so yeah and I, I guess what i've really come to realize and appreciate now too is just how this current moment is really amazing so i mean a three and a five year old they're starting to show their personalities are funny like they're legitimately making me laugh quite a bit they're so much fun oh. to play with it's wrestling and you know horseplay and all this great stuff so yeah. to 
capture that moment, to be able to spend it like one-on-one time at what is such a great age, I, I'd highly recommend gaming dads. I mean, again, like we just, you get grinded down day to day work please just eat your vegetables. Why are you setting the drapes on fire? Please right. go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you, you get really caught up in this, but if you can remove yourself a bit and just realize this, I, I really highly suggest like just taking the time and set up some one-on-one time with the kids individually. I think you'll really find it beneficial. Yes, absolutely. And, and like at the ages you've mentioned, just those go by in such a blur. I know it's cliche mm. to say it, but it's just something that you do have to plan for. So highly recommend from here too. Now, maybe if I did that more often, I would have right. my kids would be having less issues at school. You'd think, because, right? <laughs> it's like, I must be not have done enough time because <laughs> I sure do get a lot of emails from school. What the, oh, same here. Yep. To be clear, we were lucky that they tend to do fairly well at school. So far, mind you, I mean, it's like kindergarten, so there's only... <laughs> so much you can go astray however the, the one i got it has this kind of weird dad gaming angle which i found funny in so much as the him and his little clique which i'm starting to get the sense of it's kind of like the bad boys club okay because it All seems right. to be this group of fellas that tend to get in a lot of trouble okay. <laughs> so it's like all right great you're gonna be the uh, uh trouble stirrers just what i want is he the ringleader though or is he just oh, do i we wonder know? I'd have to watch. I'd have to see how they interact together. At this stage, I don't know. Okay. The game was they would take Lego and they were building action figures. So they yep. would, uh, they're taking Lego, they would build like Hulk, they would build Thor, and they, they'd smash each other with them. So Sounds... big battles. Yep. Kind, kind of natural. And that's, that's not so bad. Now, I suppose from a teacher's perspective, that is a bit violent. You look over and kids are, they're probably going at it pretty aggressively. So imagine like right. you're in a class, a bunch of students and like, all of a sudden, these boys are like, slam, slam, Hulk slam. smash. Yeah. And I think <laughs> yep. then they it always just spills over and starts to include other kids. Yeah. So okay. like my relay with this is that, like, look, uh, you know, I was explaining to him is because he lo- immediately, of course, he lost his game. Like, look, the teacher writes home, you're in trouble. You're not listening. Yeah. Like, there's you're losing screen time. It's kind of like what we talked about last week. More than I was trying to relate to him, it's like, look, like, we play games like Lego Marvel, right? Yeah. Where, yeah. you know, we're we're hitting and like we're having some fun, but that's the screen. That's game time. Like that's a very point. And if you, if I keep getting these kind of notices where you're doing that in real life with people, like that means we're gonna have to cut this off. Like, so you need to start, I'm probably even saying it more sophisticatedly here than I did to him. Cause it's kind of a difficult okay. concept, but as far as like boundaries around, like we have fun when we hit, you know, people in the video game, but that's like a cartoon and it's pretend. In real life, you can't be doing that, and you need to listen to your teacher at all times. Otherwise, you're going to lose screen times and permissions. Right. So I think it's a bit of a difficult lesson for a five-year-old to really grasp, but still, like, I really got to hammer that home because it's, look, Leg- Lego bashing on screen, fun. Right. <laughs> Video games, <laughs> yeah. having fun. Lego bashing people in your class, not so fine. <laughs> not so fine, exactly. Yeah. yeah, so I don't know if you've had, like, have you seen a similar kind of issue with well, school and how it relates to screen time and yeah we're on no screen time right now because uh Oof. we got a email what did, from what did you do jeff what why did you lose i your know screen time, jeff right <laughs> um well let's see so my youngest has no screen time right now because we have an email from the teacher about his virtual school performance in that there's mm. very little performance um <laughs> in the in the lack of <laughs> lack of he i guess to this point has done very little in handing in his work which we 
again, putting it out to a lot of people and parents at home right now dealing with the pandemic and virtual school, we spot check his stuff. We ask him if he's turned in his stuff. Google Classroom is a great tool, but it has many, many flaws in the UI of it and how oh, to yeah. find what work is due and when. <laughs> it's you're, you're being very polite. That, that system is <laughs> functional, but garbage. Like it is so confusing. I've found it so difficult to navigate. Yeah, and you know, there's 20, 30 things in a week. So going back four or five weeks, we've discovered that, you know, maybe half the work has been done. So we made a whole list for him and he has to work his way through the list without burning out, but mm -hmm. work his way through the list to get screen time back. He does not get screen time until that list is done. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we could go into like the whole thing, like maybe we should have been informed if this pattern was kind of early on, maybe the teacher would have emailed this. Anyway, this, we've had conversations about it, but he understands. He was very, it, it's kind of hard not to shame him. Obviously he's struggling. Um, there might be other things at play. Uh, the pandemic is very hard on a little guy. So he's going to work through it. He's going to earn that screen time back. So we're there. We're going to get there. Hmm. But it's going to be a journey, Trevor. It's going to be like yeah. this long, yeah. hopefully when COVID's over, the schoolwork is over. I don't know. Like His quest list has be So he's opened up the menu of his game. That's right. And there's like all these, call it almost side quests. Yes. <laughs> that support the I main like quest that. or at least, right? Yeah. That's, that, I, you, know, you can almost picture that having an actual screen game style the only game you're playing now is like the game of life and here's right. all your quests before you could finally get your reward of games back that is a new dad gaming idea well gamify google classroom <laughs> i love it honestly i think there is actually a mobile apps where you can have like chores that oh. can assign to you and then like for as you complete them you get um level up let's Experience uh man let's make a gaming dad note to make sure we talk about that next week that might actually be a very great gaming dad win yeah for sure <laughs> so yes yeah, so I'll, I'll defend you here okay. in the sense that i <laughs> i know you i know how you parent it is not that you would you've been just completely disconnected from your kid and whatever man i guess go to school yeah no i suppose there could have been more checks but at some point there has to be trust with the kid as well as they age yeah and, and trust in the school kind of too yeah as well so. I, I would like to think that as opposed to you know weeks upon weeks where there's been nothing handed in by the second week it's like hey parents like is yeah. everything okay right so, so i'd like to see a bit more support especially in what everybody's going through with virtual schooling but we'll shake it off you guys sounds like i i like the way you handled it as far as having a screen's gone you finish like you catch up you put the work in and then we can talk yeah. about i will call them side quests though i think that's good so he has 47 <laughs> side quests to go and I'll report back he, when he's complete and leveled up. And speaking of leveling up, I mean, again, <laughs> yeah. if we were better kids, perhaps if we were better dads, if we were deserving of gaming dad victories, perhaps yeah. our kids would be having such issues at school. But there are dads out there, wonderful dads, great dads, perfect dads, who are winning gaming dad victory of the week. And it is time to reward one such dad now. Gaming dad victory of the week. Each week we feature an exceptional gaming dad and often their kids who are doing fatherhood and gaming so well. So this one is fantastic. I'm so thrilled. It is a beautiful little moment shared between a son and his father, and it centers around gaming. And it's just a quiet little thing that was done, but I adore it top to bottom, and I think anybody listening to the show will as well. The post itself came from the son, so Zach, 
in many ways. So this is a gaming son victory of the week, as well as a gaming dad victory. We'll nice. put that one out there. But for the son, his absolute favorite game was uh, Zelda DX. Good choice. And the picture itself has a Game Boy Color. He's loaded up Zelda on it. So dad got me Zelda DX for Christmas, which was my favorite game as a kid. Just decided to play it today. And then he shows the photo. He loads it up for the first time. New game. And what is the name of the first three characters in the three save slots? It's I love Zack. So the gaming dad went out and found Zelda DX for his son. who He knew that this is one of his favorite games of all time. Hands it to him. Doesn't really make a big deal of it. Then on happy birthday. Kid finally one day down the line fires it up. And what's the first thing he's greeted with when he says a new game? Okay, which save slot do you want to overwrite to start? <laughs> I love yeah. Zach. Yeah. And it's, it's, <laughs> it's quiet. It's uh, sentimental. It's a respect and like a shared interest in gaming. Like top to bottom, this is such a heartwarming and awesome story, I thought. Yeah, absolutely. And I am totally lifting this idea. And doing it for my own kids. Because I think it it is a great way to show that love through games to your kids and know that you're like listening to them, right? So Mm -hmm. I I applaud this. This is amazing. And again, I'm totally using this for the next time there's a birthday game or Christmas gifts. So what I'm excited about it just it really in many ways for us gaming dads opens up a window of opportunity. Because I mean later in the show today we're gonna be talking about Minecraft, but you can imagine if your kid gets Minecraft for the first time. He's like, Dad, I really want to play Minecraft. Like, okay, let's get you started. Yeah. And you've built him his first house. And inside the house is a message like, son, really happy, like how hard you're trying. Like, really, I hope you enjoy this world. Because you're involved with your kid's interests, because you're involved with gaming, because you have an understanding of how these things work, like save files and things like that, there's these opportunities to show interest and affection and connectedness and bonds with the kids so that you know like i said it's 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 a tiny uh, quiet little story but for myself is like really profound and i absolutely adore seeing yeah. this yeah no i uh again commend this dad for thinking of that and again like you were saying just lots of opportunity to show that love and uh towards your kids so it's great gaming dad victory absolutely so for using his amazing knowledge of gaming how save file works to slip in a sentimental message to his son we want to give our hats off to zach and his gaming dad for this week's gaming dad victory of the week if you would like to be nominated or know somebody else deserving please get a hold of us at our website newdadgaming.com so that was a pretty good gaming dad victory i really felt good about that one ever since i found it i've been really kind of beaming about it thinking about much like you it's just you start to think about, oh, that'd be really, that's a really cool idea is what I could do for my kid. Right. Absolutely. What's the only thing that's better than a gaming dad victory? I'm not, I'm not sure what it, what? Another gaming dad victory. Gaming dad victory of the week. Each week we feature an exceptional gaming dad. Okay. We're not going to go through the whole <laughs> intro again. <laughs> oh. But we, but we did have another gaming dad victory we want to highlight quickly this week. Uh, this gaming dad victory, imagine your kid going through their first full rpg and it happens to be one of your all-time favorites if not the first one that you played yourself jeff why don't you walk through what we're seeing here yes it's a dragon quest i believe that's on a emulated tablet um so i myself dragon quest 
or Dragon Warrior is what I played, but Dragon Quest was one of the first RPGs I played, and my dad actually gave me that um, as my first foray into the RPG world. So I cannot, like, I can relate, but I cannot imagine what's going through this dad's head and his kid going into this, this world and experiencing this because they're in for quite a ride. So it's it's an amazing achievement and uh, kudos to the dad for introducing such this this type of game to their their kid as well. Because it'll only start start that love for RPGs and that uh, escaping into a different world. Yeah, and it's just like, it's I find there's so many uh, good parallels with RPGs and reading as far as it's the hero's journey. It's a big quest. It's about sacrifice and loss and uh, good overcoming evil. So as much as it's kind of frivolous little games and just fun times, I think there's something particularly interesting about RPGs and the longer form stories that they tell. And if you can get your kid into, which in many ways, I, th- I honestly, I, par- I think parallel re- parallels reading in some ways, perhaps complements reading is a way to better say yeah. that. Yeah. With like a big full RPG and the thought that our kids could be playing uh, through some of the RPGs that we grew up with and loved that kind of yeah. got us in the game. Oh, how thrilling would that be? <laughs> Yeah, just to pass that down, right? Again, and they'll pass it down to their kids, you know, sharing that bond again, right? Sharing that experience. This Dragon Quest has been in my family. <laughs> Here you go, son. Open up the gaming case carefully. Don't, don't re- overwrite my save file. No. <laughs> Everyone, everyone's going to be in VR and they'll be like, no, 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 2D. Play it in 2D. You shall do it on the flat screen. <laughs> so, anyways. Kudos to the gaming dad here for introducing their kid to an amazing RPG and getting them started into a fantastic world and an amazing world of gaming. Kudos, gaming dad. So on to the main course that we did want to speak about here. Again, you have heard it. Yes. We have heard about it. Perhaps your kid is playing it. Perhaps you want your kid to play it. We are talking about Minecraft. Minecraft. Now, I think that at the outset, what I'll say is the... Minecraft has got to be one of the most unvideo game video games I could think of. I suppose yeah. what it's, it's just so, it's so fascinating how, in some ways, like how much more of a real world application it presents. In in so much as like you can do coding in Minecraft, it is unlocked creativity. It is the massive virtual Lego screen. It's yeah. unscripted. It's un. There's no guidelines to it. You're just dropped into a Minecraft world. That's right. like dropping your kid in the backyard, a digital backyard, and saying play. Go, build, do. So technically it's a video game, but it it really feels like so much more. So why in your household did uh, Minecraft come about? Sounds like for like the second time. Yeah, we're on the second trip through. So again, the first trip, I don't think it really hit for them yet. But now that they have more and more, I guess, friends playing it, they have seen some YouTube videos on it they kind of know or have an idea now of what is possible in Minecraft. So they, that got them very interested. So they are hopping into this Minecraft world, much like you said, very creative, very just open world, flexible, can do anything in, but that can present some problems from a mm. gaming dad just <laughs> stepping into this world that I don't, I'm not familiar with. I, I miss the boat on Minecraft. I'm not sure about you, but... I am not familiar with Minecraft and how it works. Entirely passed me over. Like, I always knew about it, always kind of knew how it worked, had played some of it. Yeah. So very much in the same boat. So, like, walk us through. So you are the gaming dad. Your kid comes to you, as I imagine any kind of young kid 
who plays with other kids, oh, we're playing Minecraft. This is great. I mean, play, Minecraft playdates are a thing, you know. Yeah. So, yes. so how did how did you get in? So how did how did you figure your way through? I imagine you had to embark upon that Minecraft quest. I did, and a lot of research. Uh, I had to do my homework. So, there <laughs> yes. for just for just to start gaming dads. There's two versions out there, and there's one version mm-hmm. that is will play with anybody, and that is the Bedrock Edition. The Bedrock Edition, cross-play, cross-console, doesn't matter what device you're on, you can all play together, which sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. The other version is the Java version, which you can completely like mod and do all your own tweak, maybe for advanced users, but that is PC only. You can only play mm-hmm. with other PC people. So, and even I think it's even Java. So I'll I'll jump in here because I did have to purchase it. So th- when I went to purchase it, it, was called more the Win 10 version. Yeah. And then Java, that was the two. And I don't even know that Java cross plays with the Windows 10 version. So Java can play with Java, but right. that's about it. The Windows 10 version, if you're buying on PC, can cross play with anybody. Well, that's the one you. I I think your kids should start with at least. Later on, they can do the Java version or the Windows 10 version. But to get my kids started, they're on console and their friends are on iPad, Steam, a whole bunch of other devices. Hmm. And so to get everybody kind of together, you have to buy the right version. And then if gaming dads are playing on the PlayStation just specifically, that my only experience is that you can't have any guest accounts. You have to create child accounts for your PlayStation. So you have to have those set up, ready to go. Once you purchase Minecraft, it links the PSN profile to it. So whoever bought it gets to go online with it. So just make sure you have the right kid or your own account, sign up and link that Minecraft account to your PSN account because you can only switch it out once and it warns you. You can only do like a one-time switch to another profile and then you're like Okay, just for my benefit. So you purchased it. And then you want to link it up to a kid's account. Uh, so you can, so you are signed in yourself with your own account. Yeah. You with your account, purchase it, download yep. it or like get it ready. And then you can at that point assign it once. You get one shot to assign it to a kid's profile. Yes. So I would say that profile that you assign it to has to have the ability to go online, which most of those accounts don't. So my child account doesn't have PS Plus, so he can't go online. So I had to assign it to my account. Oh, okay. So make sure the account you sign it to, I'm not sure, it's probably similar with uh, Nintendo Switch and maybe even Xbox, where you just have to make sure that that account can go online. Otherwise, no one's going to be playing together unless you're doing like a local split screen. So just another hurdle to kind of be aware of. And then you have to make a Minecraft, like Microsoft account, keep your worlds all together and play with other people. So there's a lot of accounts being created. Just make sure that you know which accounts are what and who's associated with what. So my oldest plays on my profile and my youngest plays with him in that world. So Hmm. he can go online and invite anybody into it. This is definitely one of those the day before Christmas. Yeah. Set this thing thing up. Do not be trying to do this the day you give it to them as it's going to take a while. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm not sure this game is sold what 130 million copies super popular i get it it's just i found it very hard to start like very hard to get into and get all this kind of sorted out 
being so popular that it is. You think they would just make it the easiest one-click thing ever, but it just seems like there's a little bit more legwork that needs to be done to get your kids to to game. Mm. So just fair warning to anybody uh, that does Minecraft. And then again, if you buy the console version, there's very all the mods are kept in a marketplace. So if your kid wants to buy a certain mod that their friends are playing with, he has to buy it through the marketplace, and only he has it. So if you have a little brother that's playing on another console in the house, he won't have it. He'll have to buy it separately. So there's like these Oof. weird missteps to yeah. it that you just have to be aware of. I think everybody kind of plays vanilla Minecraft and is fine. But if you get outside of that, it kind of gets a little bit more complicated. <laughs> so. You finally sort it out. So that, that, that's just a great point that to know multiple versions, multiple accounts, permissioning, like there's a lot to set up. So take yeah. some time. Be prepared that when you sit down to do it, it's not going to just, hey, let's buy and play Minecraft. No. yeah. Uh, but let, let's get past that. Your kids start playing it. Like, what was the experience like? Was there frustration as in how the heck do I do anything? Did they just kind of jump in because they already knew, had been watching on YouTube and they knew everything? Like, what was the actual family experience of so, finally like, diving into Minecraft? Yeah, once my kids got, it, got in, they were playing together. They knew exactly what to do and where to get it. <laughs> Um, they have watched so many YouTube videos on this. And I think that's just a requirement for this game to get your feet wet because it, it kind of throws you into this world and there's no real tutorial or how to build things. Even the crafting system to me is kind of alien on just how it works, the grid style. So Mm -hmm. if you watch a couple of YouTube videos, even have, if they're old enough to read a wiki page, there's a whole there's tons of articles on how to work it, where to get things. They had a blast and they were working together, securing all the little towns inside of it, building up their own houses. And it was cooperative, at least mm. for a while. <laughs> so, <laughs> at least there was peace in the there beginning. There was. Yeah, no, it was a good time. They had a blast. And when my son, again, improves his virtual school grades, he can go back to it and they can play together. But now he's very worried that his older brother is running around getting all the extra armor and items without him. So it's more incentive for him to finish those uh, those side quests to that's, get back into it. That's right. It's um, yeah, it is bizarre how unapproachable it is. And again, I think that's probably where gaming dads, if you haven't played it or had a good familiarity with it, even you yourself getting some education on it, because the crafting of a sword, of a pickaxe, of a house, like how the sleep kind of system works how monsters come out at night like there's a whole having some appreciation understanding for it will probably allow you to guide them because it is very much the wild west out there in minecraft land yeah and there's a creative mode you can kind of go in there and go bananas without fear of you know a creeper coming at you and eating your profile but it doesn't really teach you how to go around and get the basics of it so yeah it's daunting at first but a kid remember when you were a kid gamer and you had time these kids just sit down and I love don't. this stuff. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'll tell you, that's the sad one. I don't want to say sad things, but I could just picture me as a kid when I finally, if I had the time to do this, the type of, because I was also creative. I mean, I kind of lev- gravitated towards art. So the thought of the works I could have created, the monuments, the, you know, just what if me and my buddies spent an afternoon completely hollowing out a mountain and having like yeah. a water slide like that, that's sort of, creative approach to it you know i was sad about that i didn't get a chance to play it when i was a kid for when i'd have such time but again too i think is is that kind of a draw for you as a gaming dad 
where it's like you want them to kind of get into creative mode and start to create some of those masterpieces like you see online as far as the massive works people have put together. Well, it's funny that you mentioned that because my son, instead of doing a school project on paper, he wants to do it through Minecraft. Okay. okay. Which it's planning a sustainable city. And I'm oh. like, that's a pretty cool that's tight. way that's to so do it, cool. right? So he has to think of how the sustainability will work, you know, where the water is being recycled, the garbage pickup, and he's designing it in Minecraft. So I'm like, if this, if this game can inspire that kind of thinking and keep kids engaged with learning, by all means, go bananas with it. That's just an amazing thing to see, and I'll never put down this game again. Like, before it was about, this is too complicated, I can't believe there's tutorial, like, whatever. If it inspires a kid to kind of go in there and learn more, and not even know it, uh, that is an extreme accomplishment with this kind of game. I, I love it. It's a great thing to see. Absolutely recommend yeah. it for sure. Just give it a try. They might bounce hard the first time they get in, but it'll come back. I think it's just a matter of time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so I guess it, if I might do a summation and, and correct me anywhere where I miss or add in anything you like, Minecraft is fantastic. Yes. Like you've heard about it. Like their friends have talked about it so like there's no way you haven't heard about it it is slightly complicated to buy and set up so that needs preparation like know what you're getting into do some homework and research yeah. so what version do you buy what platform what accounts what permissioning it's not going to be easy it's not impossible but just it's not automatic right it's not like it's not super easy like you're expecting from gaming yeah generally speaking go for the bedrock version because that's the probably the version that survives going forward and it lets everybody play with everybody. Right. Right. Uh, so in addition, the after you get everything set up, learn a bit. So go through some tutorials, kind of get some of the basics. You might be able to help them and plod them along. And otherwise, it's this understand that it is an amazing gaming opportunity as far as something that is interesting, captivating, popular. A lot of kids are playing it, but legitimately has educational, um, exploratory, uh, creative endeavors for it so it's I, I don't I suppose like I could wrap that up by saying I don't know that we could recommend Minecraft enough if you can get <laughs> your kids into it uh, yeah I think you summed it up quite nicely yes absolutely just see what they can do with their mind on screen you can just see mm -hmm. the imagination just happen there so yeah, yeah. I guess and the last the last thing I'll tell you I guess from our two personal experiences that both of our kids got it bounced off super hard yep <laughs> said no thank you ran right. away and then slowly have kind of come back into the fold so that, that might just to set expectations that yep. this is not going to be an immediate hook like a lego game because no. it's a little bit deeper yeah it'll it but, plants the seed come back later for sure it is your dig it is the first digging of a mine that will yield <laughs> many diamonds that's right so, <laughs> so with that we will wrap it up for the week Thank you, everybody, so much for listening. This has been New Dad Gaming. If you would like to get a hold of us, you can find us on social media at New Dad Gaming, both on Twitter and Instagram. You can find us at our website, newdadgaming.com. There you can submit any questions. If you have any Minecraft tips, any tips for schoolwork or you know apps that we can gamify some, <laughs> some of the chores that our kids are going to need to do, would love to hear from you. If you have a Gaming Dad Victory of the Week, if you want to be featured, would love for you to reach out so we can get that featured on the show. If you'd like to subscribe to the podcast, you can find us on Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, and any of the other ones. Just search for New Dad Gaming. And otherwise, if you can 
subscribe to the podcast, leave a comment, and share it around. We would really appreciate it as we try to reach out to as many gaming dads as possible. Look, we're just trying to create a really bumpin' Minecraft dad server. <laughs> I guess that's where we're that's where we're heading to. Yeah, we're gonna have a, we're gonna have a wild Saturday night like beers, <laughs> Minecraft, right. complaining yep. about kids and schoolwork. <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna be good. Come on out, yeah. Anyways, thank you everybody for listening. Until next week, my name is Trevor, and I have a three year old and a five year old. And I'm Jeff. I have a ten year old and a seven year old. All right. See you next week. See you.